Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zaka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strzok. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football. Or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly as the uh, Miami Dolphins now uh, are uh, in as disarray as you can possibly be in the National Football League, in the history of the National Football League, perhaps. Uh, Although there's been some teams that have certainly uh, given them a run for their money in that area. But 0-2, 43-0. At the hands of the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots that at one point were a guaranteed two wins on the schedule of the Miami Dolphins for over almost two decades. Certainly over a decade. 52 nothing, I recall. I think uh, 1972, I think 52 nothing. Don Shula's team beat them. Buffalo Bills, too, were uh, a doormat, but we know how that has changed. But this, this is just... Uh, you know, for Dolphin fans uh, making the transition or not making the transition, I don't think anybody could have expected this. Maybe this year, obviously, but what has been going on in this organization and the time period that it has been going on for. Now, the New England Patriots don't play well in Miami. They don't. Even when they're the New England Patriots, they don't play well. Tom Brady doesn't play well. Tom Brady's won, like, one game in the last, six games down there until Sunday. Dolphins kind of showed up early. I mean, they certainly, the defense was a lot better than it was in week one. But the offense was as inept as an offense can be. And no team is going to be able to withstand that for too long, and they didn't. And then the floodgates opened up, and if you had 22 points, which I think uh, the spread was rumored to have gone as high as that, I think it was 19 and went up to in the 20s, let's say 22, you could almost double that and you're going to lose. And I've said all along, and I stand by this, I don't think you can clean the slate of a team and gut it out too clean and survive. That That's my overall opinion of it. I'll argue with anybody, and you can go through the history of the league. I think if you wipe the slate too clean, you'll never recover from it. And the Dolphins are on the verge of doing that. Now, they've gotten picks. I understand that. Of course, you're going to get picks. But in the last four years, they've dismantled the team, and they are on the verge now of just, you know, absolutely doing that and starting from scratch there's there's maybe a few 
players of interest still left on the team. Mika Fitzpatrick, obviously one of them. Trade rumors go abound. There's been rumors, you know, all week on where he would go if they traded him. Coach Flores has said today or yesterday that Minka will start week three. And that's, I guess, saying that he's not going anywhere. But let's not kid ourselves. He's going somewhere. It may not be before Sunday. It may not be before the bye. It may not even be until next year. But Minka Fitzpatrick is not for the Dolphins for the future. He'll be somewhere else. And he's a good ball player. He's just, in my opinion, played absolutely wrong position and scheme. And just, uh, I just don't think they ever really utilized what he can do. And the shame of it is, and, I, and I'll say this over and over again, if they let Minka Fitzpatrick go for anything less than a first-round pick, they're a very foolish organization. And that would be a, a, a monstrous mistake. And you can trade these guys, like the Tunzel trade was a good trade as far as value back. I don't think you can argue that, two ones for him, which, you know, me and Rich have talked about it a little bit. I know Stills was in there, and there's a later round pick and a player. And, uh, you know, I think that had a little bit to do with it. But the bottom line is you got a round, two, two first-round picks for Tunzel, and that's a good trade. But you can't keep drafting first-round players and then giving them away a few years later. And I must say, and I go back and forth with with Rich a lot on this, but he is correct. A lot of the players that they draft, like Minka Fitzpatrick, I think are good ball players. But the problem is you don't need them at the positions they draft them at. And when you're drafting high picks to replace good players that you have because you want to cut salary and get a a player of equal proportion with a less salary for a few years, you're never going to win that way. The only teams that can maybe do that would be the successful teams like the Patriots that have a machine running and you can replace a player here or there to cut salary. But you can't do that when you're trying to build a team. It just doesn't work. And the Dolphins right now find themselves in the situation where they are completely gutted out Starting from scratch, there are a lot of unhappy campers in the locker room. Okay, we know that. You have a first-year coach in Brian Flores who is not even that experienced on a high-end coaching level. I think he had one year. He was the defensive coordinator there, however you want to slice it, up in New England. So he's got a heavy task at hand, and you have no – quarterback in my opinion for the foreseeable future so you you need a quarterback which every team that's going to do anything in the league needs a franchise quarterback I, you, I, in my opinion you don't have a franchise quarterback right now now we will talk about drafts and and all that kind of stuff and, and, and who might come but you basically are rebuilding the entire team and you may even have a few more guys go before it's all said and done. So it's just, it, it, it's a little bit of a daunting situation. And uh, 0-2 heading to the Dallas Cowboys, one of the better teams in football. My pick to, to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Um, in Texas, it's going to be another another daunting task. 
to see what they can do there. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick named starter. I thought Josh Rosen may have even had some experience playing against them in the past, but um, uh, irregardless. So that's the situation as it stands right now. Uh, so without further ado, let's get Rich in here, get his take on it, and uh, and I'm sure it's going to be you know much of the same because there's there's not a lot of roses uh, down south. Rich, I, I I feel that you know the, the that. They are trying to start something, but you, you, I think when you go too far back, I don't think you ever can recover. That's my feeling. No, I don't like the way they're doing it. I don't think it works that way. You can't gun it down to an expansion-level team and think that you're going to rebuild it. It doesn't make any sense. The, the, this this plan is whoever came up with this is is insane. It doesn't. It's not going to work. Yeah, I don't you think know, it's going to work. You don't even have any stars on the team in the in the beginning, so then you take your middle of the road guys out. It, it's not going to work. Yeah, you know, I mean the. You know, yeah, I, you're right. Starters, you need like guys on special teams that can tr- contribute. You need guys as backup roles that can contribute. When you gut the whole system down, how do you? How can how can you really think? No matter how many draft picks you get, and how how deep you go into free agency in the next two years that you can rebuild this team, this whole roster. I mean, you know, and let's be honest, if they draft perfectly, I don't think they can do it. And we all know they're, what their history is with that. Well, A, they'd have to draft perfectly, and that perfectly would have to include uh, a decade franchise quarterback. You would have to get the real deal. That's the biggest obstacle yep. there. I, I don't know that they can find that. We'll see. Before we get into names or whatever, that that's the biggest hurdle. Then, then you have to basically hit on you know impact players throughout. Now, you know, I think that they've I think that they've brought in a lot more hits and talent in the draft than you give them credit for. But I think that they let them all go. You know, from the Jarvis Landry's, you know, to to uh, you could uh, like Jawani James. That's just the name that pops up, right? You have one of the worst offensive lines in football. Now, Juwani James is not a prize, but he was a good ball player. Why is he yep. not on this line? Why is T- Juwani James, Laramie Tunzel, Mike Pouncey, um, uh, you, you there, there, there's a couple other young guys, and then, of course, they had some veterans that, you know, like Albert and stuff like that that went. But, you know, the, the, a young line like that, you shouldn't have that, them all gone that quickly. That doesn't no. make any sense to me. I mean, that's what you build a team on. You built well, the look, team look that what they way. Did the last three years, Pat. How many defensive linemen busts did they, they draft? Well, right? Charles Harris is their big one. Head. Yeah, okay. I mean, Charles Harris is their big, you know, their big draft lineman. He's still there, but he's definitely nowhere the player that he was supposed to be. But there, there's, there's plenty, plenty of, of those. Them. There's been yeah. plenty of those. There had to be five defensive linemen busts in the last five years. And I'm not even going back as far as Deion Jordan, you know. Well, I don't consider them linemen. So you 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 say linemen. They they pick interior linemen a, a lot, and, and these guys. I mean, their well, linebacking has been terrible. That that's where you know is Deion Jordan. I consider him a linebacker. Okay, so whatever you. Yeah. Sure. Okay, that's fine. That that's a huge miss there. In a bad draft, yeah. an aggressive move to get him. But just a huge miss. Um, the Raquan McMillan, uh, huge miss, a huge yep. miss. 
I mean, you know, these are the guys that are supposed to be where you're starting your defensive franchise with, right? Um, it just you you cannot make mistakes like that. No, and survive on the you know on no, the and it's, and like, you defensive know, and it's side. Like they haven't been drafting skill positions for a long time either. They've avoided skill positions, uh, with the exception of two guys that they drafted in Devontae Parker and Jarvis Landry, who I think, right. you know, you can make the argument. Listen, the, the Devontae Parker situation is a strange situation. He's never going to be the receiver that he was supposed to be. Now, no. you could, he's still on the team. He still makes a play here and there. You could say that. But the way, like, you talk about Ted Ginn or somebody like that being a bust, the guy's been in the league 15 years, right? Three Super Bowl, whatever it is. I mean, to me, Devontae yep. Parker, that's, that's a bust at that, 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 that first-round spot that he was taking. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry, that, that, that's a star in the league. And, you know, you kind of gave him away, and you, you, you could have kept him probably by re-signing him before he became a free agent and maybe still had a guy like that. So they brought in, you know, talent at certain levels, but then just kind of gave up on it and gave it away. Um you know, it just seems like when you do stuff like that, you're constantly starting over, and then you have a regime that I don't think survives the thing, and you keep doing it again and again and again. My point is you gut this out to nothing. How long does it take to get to winning, and then is the coach and the whole regime still there? I mean, Adam Gase was yeah, not cut to this point. How do you do like when you do this to a roster, how do you judge the coach and the regime? It's yeah, like, you, you can't. It, you it can't job security for them, you know. Yeah, it, it buys you. It buys you a couple of years at, at the very least. Uh, so you're gonna have, you're, you know, you're gonna have Brian Flores, and you would assume until year three, regardless. Right, you would assume. I mean, unless unless you don't win a game for a year and a half, you, you're going to assume he's going to come back for year three. You made this kind of investment, um, and then how long after that, you know, is is the is the period until you're supposed to have monumental success? Uh, Adam Gase started with a lot more than this, uh, had some glimmers, but I go back to that. I don't know if it was 14 or 15, what year that was, the Pittsburgh playoff game. I guess it was 15. Um, you know, I, I, I don't even, 17, I don't know. They, they all blend to me at this point. But uh, you, you go back to that a few years ago. I guess it was uh, uh, the, the 2017 season with the playoff game when, when Tannehill got hurt. I mean, that team seemed like it had a lot of talent on it, and it was on the cusp of something. It certainly needed some some players to to fill in here and there. But rather than go the direction that they went, I don't think they got enough compensation for letting all those guys go. Uh, you shouldn't be at this point. I think it was going in the right direction. And the Ryan Tannehill debacle obviously hurt that. But they should have brought in uh, a veteran quarterback for security that next year and, and you know, kind of built from there. Um, to me, that was their, their best team in a long, long time. Yeah, I agree with you. And it certainly wasn't. Was just, yeah, I mean, this is an embarrassment. I mean, I don't think we could beat a lot of college teams. I mean, it's yeah, really I mean, embarrassing. I mean, I, I disagree with that in a sense because, listen, the the Dolphins played a lot better 
in the beginning of this game than they did against the Ravens. I mean, they held their own with New England. It was 7 nothing with like a minute left in the half. So the defense obviously was, was much better. And yeah, I, you're, I playing, point, you're playing the best team in football. No, no, you're playing the best team in football. Okay, so that was that was a eye opener. I mean, that was pretty solid, but the offense just is completely inept from every angle. And there's more yeah. problems than, than than people are talking about. You know, I said a few weeks ago. You pointed out yesterday. You know, the Albert Wilson hip injury bothered me last year. I don't I don't like hip injuries. They scare me. They they're, they're very tough to recover to the same level. And the fact that he or he had a calf, but he also had a hip problem, and he didn't play. That scares me. Okay, and that and that's one of your electric guys. You know that that that's scary to me to see him. You know having that issue. Um, you know, Jakeem Grant is a guy that I think. It can do some nice things if he's left in his role to do them. When you start taking these guys and putting them in different positions where they're now supposed to be the key guy and the main factor, I think you have problems with that. Like, Jakeem Grant's not going to line up and be a top receiver in the NFL. He might have a play or two, and he might you know, be phenomenal. He might have a kick return. You know, you know, I was going to have a play or two when you put him as a fourth receiver – and he's not double covered, and like he sneaks behind the line because he's got great speed, and he can actually catch the ball, which is asking a lot. Yeah. So you know that that's I think you're going to start seeing a lot of these guys start to get exposed. I thought that Balage really had a terrible game. I don't know what the nonsense with this Kenyon Drake and Balage. I mean, neither one of us are overly uh, you know impressed with Kenyon Drake to begin with. But you know now now he doesn't play and Balaj has been playing over him and, yeah, and Balaj Yeah, well the, he's going. I'm sure he's going. But what do you get for a Kenyan Drake? I mean, what do you get for, for him? A third, fourth rounder. Yeah, I mean, how, exactly. That's what you're going to get. Know, you, you know, it's Patrick too. Pat, I know you said you know you can't get less than a first rounder. There's Can't. no way they're getting a first rounder. I, I definitely think they are getting a first rounder for him if they trade him. If they don't, then this I have no faith in this organization at, up top at all. If they give him away for I, anything I don't think less anybody than that, he's get a first rounder for him. He's disgruntled. He hasn't shown that he's a great player. No one's going to give him a first rounder for him. I unless they're disagree. Like, unless they're in desperate need of a safety and they're like a really good team where they don't care about the first round pick next year. But you, I disagree. No way they're giving up a first round pick for him. I no disagree. Way. The guy was taken as he's the the. the Twelfth or fourteenth pick of the draft a year ago, he had a, a, a decent rookie year, um, and I think that he's got a lot of talent. And I think that I think I think the Dolphins, at the very least, have to make a point with Minka Fitzpatrick and say that we're not trading him for a first round pick. Now I'm not even saying you have to get a fourteen and up. You can get a lower first-round pick, but you need to get a first-round pick. for. He was the, your number one pick. I mean, you revolved that draft around him. You cannot give up on him and give him away right now. You can't. I think yeah, if they I'm do that, you, that will be so telling. There's no one going to give you a number one pick for him. There's no way. Well, we're going to find out, I guess. I mean, we can, me and you could go back and forth arguing about it, but it, 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 time will tell. And uh, yeah, if they I, do I give, don't then don't pull the trigger. Then don't pull the trigger. That's what I'm saying. 
If that's yeah. the case, if that's the case, then Minka Fitzpatrick sits in a Miami Dolphins uniform on a rookie salary contract for as long as the Dolphins need him to do that. And then if he, and then the next year on, then you can start talking about later round picks. But right now, you do not deal Minka Fitzpatrick for anything less than a first round pick. That that's where I stand on that, and I, and I don't I don't sway on that at all. That that's that's the way I feel about that one. And uh, and it is it is what it is. All right, let's take a quick break and uh, come on back and continue the discussion as we look ahead to the Dallas Cowboys. The ball is on the Charger. 46 seconds remain on the halftime clock. 24-10 Chargers. He's straight back to throw. Gets a rush. Steps up. Throws it downfield. It is complete. The lateral back is the 20, the 10, the 5. Into the end zone. Touchdown. The pass went to Harris, who lateral back to Nathan for the touchdown. Hello, this is Don Strong. You're listening to the Pack Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Miami Dolphins Legend Show, Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant, as we uh, are recapping the Miami Dolphins' second game of the 2019 season and uh, looking ahead to the Dallas Cowboy game, which uh, doesn't seem to uh, get easier. Uh, I think there's a couple uh, ironic parts about that um, in the fact that the Dolphins' schedule this year uh, is just uh, it's very difficult. Uh, it's very difficult for a, a team that went 11 and five and made the playoffs last year. I mean, this is a th- and then you look at the New England Patriots schedule, and I think Rich had said last week they don't play a playoff game for uh, for the first half of the season. So uh, you know, I mean that that that's a little bit telling as well. Um, it's just a strange it's a strange year already in the league 
in that uh, we found out today Ben Roethlisberger out for the year. Um, and, and, and perhaps perhaps that's the end. I mean, that might be, might be a career-ending injury. I know he needs surgery, and, and I don't know where, where he's at right now and how much he wants to come back. I, I don't know. Um, but that's a big one. Drew Brees goes down now with a, with a thumb injury. I don't know the extent of that. Rich might have an update on that. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit strange right off the bat. Um, you know, there's four teams to me that, that really stand out. I mean, I, uh, you, you look at the Patriots and you look at the Chiefs and then you look, uh, at, uh, the Cowboys and the Rams. I mean, those have to be the four favorites. The Ravens maybe play into that a little bit, but you know, you know, that's the thing, Rich, with this, this league. I mean, there is literally like a handful of teams. And then every year you'll get a couple that'll sneak in and do a little bit something, and then they go away. Yeah, it's it's all about the, you know, the quarterback stability. That's how you stay there. You know, you need the the quarterback stability. When you don't have that, you don't have ninety percent of the problem. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, you know, it is. But it's not all the quarterback situation. I mean, you see, you see teams that are. Come, my point is, you see teams that like they shoot out of nowhere, but then they disappear. Like every year, it seems like every year the Patriots obviously are there, right? And it seems like yep. you know the Steelers for the most part, you know, have competed for for two decades, and and you know, and the, the Chiefs are usually well, me- pretty good, and the Ravens. But my point is, like, and then you'll get a team, like you'll get the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan. And he's the MVP, and he goes to the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden they're gone again. And then you have like the the fifteen and one Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton, and he's the MVP, and he goes to the Super Bowl, and then they're gone again. And then you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, right? They come out of nowhere, right? And then, then you know, let's face yeah. it, they're 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 not winning the Super Bowl again. We all know that. So yeah, that's what I mean. But it's just like the same teams, and then every year a couple more will just come in, and then they go away. And I I think that's. That's just bad, I think, for the, the overall part of it. But, I, I mean, I guess it's always been like that to a degree, like when the no, 70s, no, you know, right? It's always been the better teams. There's no question. It's always been the dregs of the league that never really improved. It just never, we didn't have to deal with that. So, yeah, uh, but, yeah, man, I, I guess you're right. I guess you're looking at, like, the 70s, you know, Dolphins, Steelers, yeah, We were on the top looking down, even through Marino's career, you know what I mean? We weren't, yeah. you know, we weren't like this. No, I, I know, but it just seems like a, when you have a team like the Patriots that's in the Super Bowl for 15 out of 20 years, it's just, you know, it just seems no, insane. It's There's no question. Oh, by the way, Drew Brees, he's having surgery on a torn ligament in his thumb. Um, they estimate six weeks will be out. Now, surgery on a on a throwing hand thumb, six weeks seems like you know that, that, that's kind of quick. But I guess you know you. I guess if he comes back in he's, there, he's it done, it, I think he's getting it done now. Like he's, yeah, he's well, getting it done. he went to a hand specialist in uh, in L.A. because his team's staying on the West Coast because they're they're playing Seattle yeah. next week. Yeah. So they went to Seattle and he stayed in L.A. So I, I think, think he's we, getting it done right, right away. Yeah, I don't blame him. I'm sure he's not going to take the Ryan Tannehill route. So if you if you uh, if you have that, um, I mean, I think if you're a Saints fan, you got to be pretty happy with that. You know, with throwing hands, it's thumb injury like that. Yeah, I mean to be to, to miss six weeks, probably a buy somewhere in between that. So you may be missing like five games. I think you got to be happy with that, but it still puts a big. 
you know, damper in there in the Saints season. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But um, but there's been some pretty big injuries already in the league starting out, you know? Between the, between the luck retirement and those two quarterbacks going out yesterday, it's pretty brutal, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely uh, some big hits and some big names, you know? There, there's there's no weeks. denying that. Yeah. It's, you know, in three weeks. Yeah. We're not talking about the season. It ain't over yet. No, no, it's not. Um, you know, they they tend to come early when they come. Uh, well, so then, we'll see. You know, if you want to add the Jets quarterback, too, with his motto. Yeah, I absolutely got to add that. I absolutely got to yeah. add that because I think that the Sam Donald situation is, is a lot worse than people think. Like, I, I think Sam Donald's going to be out for, you know, for weeks as well. And, of course, yeah, they, they have the Monday night weeks, game. Yeah. How many? They set up to seven weeks. So that could be longer than Drew Brees. So, yeah, of course you got to add yeah. him. And that's a, that's a big blow for Adam Gase uh, starting out, you know, on a new new team, new regime. He has the Buffalo Bills beat for three and three quarters. And then uh, they wind up losing that game. And, of course, they play Monday night now tonight. And uh, who's their backup quarterback? Trevor Simeon. So, so that's right. They got Simeon. So Simeon will be starting Monday night. Uh, in New Jersey. <laughs> you know, I just don't feel that bad for Adam Gaze, though, for some reason. <laughs> no. I mean, he definitely wore out his welcome and burnt bridges. There's no doubt about that. You know, he, he certainly uh, he certainly did um, burn a lot of bridges and stay in Miami. And, and, you know, the reason why you don't and a lot of people don't is because of the, uh, the arrogance and the, the way he – has that, you know, persona where he just, you know, um, talks down or whatever. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's a tough pill. Yeah, he acted he acted like a, you know, a lesser version of Bill Belichick with no accomplishments. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of guys that tend to do that. But, yes, yeah, that's uh, you know. Um, but, yeah, he, he did. And uh, he, you look at our division, um I mean, Dolphins, Jets, Bills. You you almost want to sign up for that, right? If you were a Patriots. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's there's really. There's six come out of the division, you know. They're gonna. It's ridiculous. They could like go into the tank and win like nine games and win the division by three games. Is there a worse know? three games than you? Your worst three teams than you you could play in a division? No. If you go through no. it, is there? No. No, I don't think so. No. Unless you, unless you like, you know, get the Giants in there instead of the Bills. No, no, I'm saying division-wise. No, hell, hell no. There's, oh, we're the worst. We've been the worst division in football for a while now. You think so? Hundred percent. That's what. That's one of the reasons the Patriots have so much success. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's I, part of the. That's part of the equation. Well. Uh, okay, well, let's let's do it. Let's do it, and and think about in past years. Okay, let's let's go to the north. You got, I'd say the Ravens is the best team, right? Or Steelers. So you'd have the Browns, the Bengals, and then the Steelers. Is that worse? No, no. because you have, you know, that's it's even though the Browns have been atrocious. The um, Browns have been terrible, but the other ones have won. You know. Okay, let's go to the AFC South now. Let's pretend that you're the Texans. You would have the Colts, the Titans, and the Jaguars. I guess that's more competitive, right? 
Yep. Uh, let's go out west. You'd have the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders if you were the Chiefs. So I think you're right. I think that's more competitive, certainly. Yep. Then you go to the NFC. You got the let's let's pick the Cowboys as the top thing. You'd have the Eagles, the Redskins, and the Giants. Certainly think that's a little bit more competitive as well. Yeah, they go to the. Since we have. No, I'm talking in recent time. I'm talking in recent time. Well, me too. Yeah. The Eagles, the Giants, you know. Yeah, the I mean Cowboys the Giants haven't won in years, but it's been a lot sooner than us, you know. Right. And the, you know the Redskins haven't won in a long time either, but a lot sooner than us. And then you go uh, to the NFC North. If you are, let's say, the uh, Packers, you'd have the Lions, the Vikings, and the Bears. Yeah, I think that's more competitive. If you yep. go to the South, uh, pick a team in the South. You want to be the Saints, let's say. I think you'd have the Falcons, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers. Um, you probably have more of an argument there, but certainly the pa- the Falcons would put that over the edge. So you know you'd have to say that's a little tougher. And then finally, yep. let's go to let's let's go to the NFC West. Uh, and if you were the Seahawks, you'd have the Rams, the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. And, yeah, I, I, I guess you'd have to say that even that is uh, is, is more competition for the, the league yep. team. But, We're so yeah, the worst division in football. Yeah, I think we've proven that it is. Um, but, you know, the, the weird part of it is if another team was going to replace you, you know, is it because you had the Patriots in there? Yeah, you've had the best team in football in the in the division for 20 years, though. That's that's yeah, the, the only, the, I mean, we nobody else has won the division since '08. It was us, and we were tied with them. We had a tie So, that, so when you look at it that way, it's the worst division in football. But there's probably not one other team in the league that would rather be in it. Yeah, you're probably right because they wouldn't want to play the Patriots, right? Yeah. So the the worst with the best team, and and who does right. that benefit? It benefits the best team. And it, you know what it reminds me of a lot? It reminds me of the 49ers uh, of the 80s. Because the 49ers of the 80s, uh, and, and for some reason, uh, for some reason I think that there was even a time when there was four teams in one division and five in all the other ones, right? Well, yeah, before they did that south and north stuff, right? There was only three and three, it, right? No, but I, if you remember back to the the 28 teams, right? Right. It was it was it was three divisions in each league. So it was five, five and four, and five, five and four. So there was two divisions that had four teams, and the rest had five. Anyhow, yes. the uh, yep. the West out then with the Forty ers to me seemed like it was a cakewalk every year for them. The only team that even gave them a semblance of battle for the division was the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, that's the only team that even gave them a little hint of competition. And, you remember uh, when, and uh, when St. Louis moved to Arizona and the Arizona was still in the East with the Giants? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did, and yeah. it wasn't for a couple of years. That was for a while. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, until they realigned. Yeah, I remember that. And, and also, uh, and, and also, but I'm not talking about where you're from. I'm talking about the competition. And I yeah, think no, that, I understand that. Yeah, and and I think that if you look, I think the Colts and Peyton Manning had that for a long time too, where they they when they first moved, 
it almost seemed like they really had an easy way in to win that division every year, you know? Oh, they definitely had a free pass every year. year. Yep, absolutely. So, I mean, it's the way that it draws. It's, it's, It's really a shame that, you know, that we're a huge part of that. And, uh, of course, that's, you know, something that, <laughs> as a Dolphin fan and as, a, you know, a, a follower with the, the rich history of this team, to look at how fast and how hard it has gone down and how it's taken so long and still you can't get, uh, you know, the semblance of a run organization properly. And that goes right to the top. It goes to the ownership. I think that's where the biggest hit took place. And, uh, and you know, if you look at, you say the worst year it was probably the the final year for Wayne Huizenga. That's the 1-15 in 15 year. But yes. other than that, it's really been all through Ross's tenure that has uh, been hard to really Oh, he's had grasp. the worst. He's had the worst tenure as ownership in the history of this team. It's, it's unarguable. Yeah. It's been, it's I think it's unarguable. It's unarguable. Yeah, it's, unarguable. Yeah. it's really not even. And, yeah, and not even. No, look, he's not. He's not a football guy. There's no question about that. He's not an X and O guy. He has no idea what he's doing. But he brings in the wrong people. Well, that's what it no. comes down to. See, I don't think you need to be a football guy, but you better know how to bring in a football guy. Yeah. And stay and away doesn't. from it. But it doesn't seem like they do either. They, nah, he doesn't he bring in no the right people, and he doesn't stay no. away from it enough. You know, which is testament to the nonsense. You know, there's, too many, the there's, too many, there's too many captains. Too many captains on this ship, too. There's too many good people is. in the front office. There's like a, the general manager and the uh, and then the um, the official general manager and the right. overlooking general manager and the guy in front of player development, and it's just too much. You know, that's right. And what is Mike right. McKenzie though? They brought Reggie McKenzie in. We don't even know what he does, right? No. Yeah, I, I know. So you so have like one team and you have like three that don't agree with anything, and it's a big mess. Yep. And it's been that way for a long time. I mean, it's basically yep. been that way since uh, since Ireland left, because uh, yep. I would say Ireland was in charge for the most part. And then when he left, and then you brought in um, the uh, uh, Hickey, and then Hickey was basically trying to do his job, and then Tannebaum came and overshadowed him, uh, and, and there was you know so many people there, and and then you know it's just like you said, the hierarchy and the line is just yeah. there's too many people doing trying to do the same job without a boss, <laughs> and uh, it don't work out good. Doesn't yeah. work out good. T- Tannebaum's like the Terminator. You want you want to ruin an organization, you bring him in, and it's guaranteed that you're going to be in a mess <laughs> when he leaves. <laughs> Right back after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show, available now on iTunes. Hi, this is Larry Zonka, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show with Pat Catello. 
sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Hello, Rich Van Zandt. As we come to the uh, final stretch, we'll look ahead to uh, the Cowboys game and uh, try to get some semblance of, uh, you know, where to go. You know, Rich, I- I've said all along um, that I can deal with 6-10. and 10. I can't deal with the 1-15. and 15. I mean, we, we, we had the, you know, we started off, uh, you know, back in 2007, we, we were doing the, the, the show, and uh, that was just Gutfully painful, and you know you get the feeling that you are in that same kind of cocoon again, and uh, you know I just that's the hardest part. You know you can you can deal with you know the 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 six and ten seasons. You were looking at playoff ramifications and what could happen, in no matter how far fetched in week ten. But you know the 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 state that we're heading back to is just uh, downright scary. And I've said well, you before know what's really, too. What's really sad? Yeah. It's like not only do you, you're watching the game, you don't think they can win. You don't even think they could score. Like you know what I mean? Like you know, if you see third and eight, you don't think they can get it. Like it's. It's so it's so bad watching this team. Play. Yeah, right now it is. It's yes, horrible. It sure is. 
No, it sure is. Right now, it absolutely is. And and I told you this, uh, you know, I, I really, I'm concerned about this New England team right off the bat now. We're in week two, and I don't like the way this is shaping up. I, I really don't. I, I, it's really, it's, it's not looking hey, you can't like drive I you, want it to you look can do about it. You can't drive yourself crazy. It's a long season. You know how this league is. You, you just got to play it up. You know what I mean? You're going to see yeah. them 8-0, 9 0, so just deal with it, you know? You just gotta well, out there. You know, when it, when, it, when the schedule turns, you're gonna hope they, you know, they get bit. That's all. You know. Larry Zonka said that uh, last night's game was one of the hardest hitting uh, games he's seen in a long time, and he absolutely loved it. <laughs> it was a pretty good game. It was a pretty good game. Yeah, I think it was. it's telling too. What, what did you, you know, think uh, about? What, what did you think about that ridiculous call on the two point conversion? The one that we watched. No, the yeah, the Eagles when when he when he dove in. You know, he dove in for the two-point conversion. Right. And they said that he gave himself up because his knee hit down. Nobody touched him. Now, who's giving himself up when you're trying to score? Second time we've seen that. Second time we've seen that. Uh, we've seen that, that in that, a key that situation. Is a, in a, that is a moronic rule. That is really moronic. If you're diving that towards the, the end zone and nobody touches you, you're not giving yourself up. Well, I mean, we've seen that in that. the playoffs, right, last year. Uh, yeah, and the one other time it, it was called. It is absolutely ridiculous. One of the most, you know, when people say they they have everything but common sense in this league, and that's the yes. number one, right? I mean, how stupid is that? How stupid is? You know that? what I attribute it to? It's serious. It's like the NFL rules committee reminds me of the United States Congress, where they just think they have to make new rules and laws to make them. Like they have well, to justify their existence. You know. Well, I agree with you. I think uh, you got. Too many people changing too many things, and no common yep. sense there as well. And I think that Not nothing really gets a con- – yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. And uh, that was absolutely ridiculous. When they reversed that, when they reversed that, I, I, I was staring. I'm like, what? Who gave himself up? He didn't slide. <laughs> He's trying to score. He dove head first. I mean, you're diving head first. Obviously, you're not giving yourself up. Well, <laughs> Well, there was the other one, too, I remember last year, where the guy dove, and he fumbled. Like he, yes. he hit the ground, and then the ball went yes. out, and then he got yes. it, and it was rolled incomplete, right? It was, yeah, it, it, it wasn't that. He didn't have control, but he like, yeah, he had it. It, was, it wasn't even a pass. It was, it was ridiculous. It wasn't a pass. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. like he had to catch the thing. It wasn't a pass. Yeah. He was running, right. and he, like, he he fell, and he lost it, and then he, oh. he recovered his own thing. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, that I couldn't believe. You know, Common that, sense. That was it just doesn't exist. Yeah. It really no. doesn't, you know, and, and, and it's, I don't yeah. know. And I love it. They have all these rules to, you know, to save the quarterback, right? And you have a, a ligament break. And a hell and a and a finger go on a thing that had nothing to do with hits, right? Well, you're 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 gonna have freak injuries. They're gonna happen. Um, you know, I, I I understand the quarterback rules a little bit more than other people do in the sense that. You know, I think you, you need to protect the quarterback because it's as far as stars and stuff like that, there's not that many, and it's very hard to find quarterbacks. That being said, they take that to another level where the, I, Clay yep. Matthews last year, was it, with those that hits ridiculous. and that? That's ridiculous. I mean, it's And, and here's the other thing. The, uh, 
the, the, the pass interference thing is way worse than I thought it was going to be. Well, what have you seen? Because it hasn't seemed to be a huge deal to me yet. You've seen some reverse. I, I just think like... the stoppage of the game and the reviewing it, and I just, you know, I'm not going to give you specifics, but there was at least six occasions watching all the games yesterday that I was like, really? They're going to review well, this? You know? well, it's funny because <laughs> it's funny because you have that take on it. My take is that you see it implemented. The Dolphins actually were one of the first to use it, and what I see is I see Antonio Brown blatantly push off for a touchdown against the Dolphins. Well, they couldn't review that look- because they couldn't review it because we didn't we couldn't throw the flag because it was a scoring no, play. Apparently, they, but it's an automatic review because it's it's a touchdown. First of all, it's a score. And it's inside the two-minute warning. So apparently they, well, they did, did take a look it. at it. The refs didn't say it. The announcers said it. So no, they, they didn't. Really but, but no, I don't believe they did. But I'm saying that they're, they're supposed they to. Because you know, that's they an automatic it. look at it. They don't catch but that at all. Isn't the ref supposed to announce what happened? Yeah. Well, well uh, it's weird because sometimes you hear them say the you know the touchdown is under review, and then sometimes it's just you just figure that every score is automatically done. So I don't know. Right. They're supposed to look at every score. Um, anyhow, that's not that's not reversed. It's not even talked about. And then we had one that we wound up using to. Uh, it was a pick play, and then, and, and then of course, they overturned that, that it was pass interference, and then, and then of course, on the next play, they get a 12-yard thing, and it's non-consequential. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I haven't really they, seen they, it as much as I thought. And, we gave up a third and 17 yesterday, too, I believe. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I said, like, the defense was, it was close to playing very well at times. Um, but, you know, like you said, when you can't score – when you can't, can't score to give up 43 points. Now, obviously, there was two pick sixes, but uh, you can't really say that they played well. <laughs> you know? Right. But I think that, you know, you had a 7 nothing game at halftime against the best team in football. I think they, they no, came no, out no, a lot better. Seven, it wasn't 7 nothing at halftime. Didn't they score, was, like, twice with, with like, no, five minutes left or something? Uh, it, no, we, it was were, set, we were in double set, Yeah, it was, it was, it was 7 nothing. It was, it was 7 nothing with a minute to go. A minute and thirty yeah. seconds to go, and that's when the Antonio Brown thing happened. Okay. Yeah. So it was fourteen and right? a half. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they obviously they obviously played better than they had, um, but you know, whatever. I yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm not, you know, defending yeah. that. You can't use the word played well when it's forty three nothing. You just can't. No, but it was thir- It was actually thirteen nothing at halftime. Yeah, I got you. Because yeah, Gukowski missed the extra point. Yeah, and he missed the field goal too. Yeah. What happened with Venetari, by the way? Oh, he uh, he's not retiring now. They talked him out of it. He went there to quit today, and the team talked him out of it. Said he's our kicker. He means a lot to this team in the clubhouse, and they talked him out of it. Good. That's the right move. That's the right. You don't want to go out like that, you know? No way. No way. And then, you know, he gives them a boost. And you'll see a guy like Adam Vinatieri will turn it around and they will wind up having a good year. Kickers, you know, the yeah, mindset. You know, it's very I mean, you know, maybe he is dumb. Yeah. Who knows, you know? Could be. But, you know, kickers can kick. It's a mental thing at a certain point, too, you know? Adam well, Vinatieri's not missing. But he's not missing kicks because he doesn't have enough leg. That's what I don't understand with a kicker. He was, he was hitting them sideways yesterday, though. You know? Right, right, but, he, but it wasn't because he, yeah, but it wasn't because he, he didn't have enough strength in his leg. That's my point. Now, what's going to go when you get older? 
for a kicker? What goes for a kicker the, when you get older? I, I mean, Nick Lowry right? kicked until he was 80. Uh, yeah. Grand, no, not really. That's what I'm saying. I don't no. know. You can't point out one kicker to me, one kicker that didn't have strength anymore, just didn't have the leg anymore. To point out yeah, one, right. they they all go yeah. away because they start getting, you know, they're, they're just inaccurate or they they change over, their salaries are high or whatever it might be. But it's not really because they don't they're getting old and they don't have the strength anymore to kick a kick. You right? Am I wrong on that? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, no, you're right. So if he if he gets his head on, you know, Adam Benatari is the least of their problems so in my what, opinion. What do you think right now, Dolphin front office and the hierarchy to ownership? You think this is going as planned? Like this is they they're okay with this? As far as the results in the field in the first two games? Yeah, like they're okay with the, what they did. I like, think you know, it seems like they started like a controlled fire, and now it's a now it's a five alarmer. You know what I mean? I I think. That in their minds, they are so one-sided, and and they've convinced themselves that this is exactly what they thought was going to be, and it's okay. <laughs> and just follow the process. We don't need anybody else. No, that, we know that what our really game plan the, uh, is. That's what that I is think. Really the, uh, that is really the sign of insanity when you're doing something that's this bad and you think it's good. You know, well, really there's is. two ways of looking at it, too. There's two ways of looking at it, too, Rich. When you make these kind of – when you make all these fire sales right before the season starts, you're kind of taking yourself off the hook for success. Yeah. Yep. Well, right? you know did, I mean, do, you realize, do you realize what they did after they, like, they had their final roster with the final cuts? After everybody was cutting people, they went on the waiver wires – and they replaced 14 people that made the team. I hadn't heard it was that high. 14? 14, yes. 14. So not only not only you know, like is that bad for morale, obviously. Guys that called their families, I mean, the team, this and that, they're gone now. That's but terrible. Like, it just shows no loyalty. You go through well, a what they training did. camp, you make the team, and then you're just gone. You know? Well, what they did with Denny... You know, I don't think you can run yeah. an organization like that without having the repercussions. And, and uh, yeah. you know, it's it's the same kind of thing, like you said, if they're doing that within, uh, you know, the, the organization. If they're doing that, I mean, you know, that this is just not not a proper way. And I understand it's, it's, it's a, a cutthroat business. And I know that they, you know, you make but, you a know, lot of changing fourteen position players at the last minute because somebody hit the waiver wire. Somebody I don't know what that does. I don't know what that does. I don't know what that does either because if the no. it's not like you're bringing in veteran, you know, players that you know. I mean, who could you be bringing in? Who's fourteen yeah. players that you know that much about? I know that that doesn't really make sense, right? No, it, can you really even know weird. fourteen players that well to no. change your guys? No, that's strange. I, I don't know yeah. that that one's strange, Rich. I you know. Yeah, but uh, uh, just you can't be successful doing that. There's fourteen guys that don't know your system. You know. Yeah. How long does it take for them to get it? Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. You know. Um, so you know, we'll see. But you know, one thing that I must say. Uh, when you look at like all the changes and everything that they've made, um, you know, it, 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 people act like it's such a like a, a like they're they're seeing something. 
Like, oh, it's terribly run. Everybody knows how poorly run they are. It's been yeah. going on I, for a decade. I know. It's no secret. It's no mystery. No. Nope. Anybody could see that. A, f- a five-year-old could see, uh, you know, what what the team is and what they've been doing. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's not remarkable to figure that out. You want to be remarkable. Hey, you know, Hey, after two weeks of watching Ryan Fitzpatrick, isn't it just time to let Josh Rosen play and see what we got here? You know? I think I thought, especially because I had said to you that, you know, he was in the NFC last year. I don't know the Cardinals' schedule, but there's probably a decent chance they might have even played the Cowboys last year. But, you know, I, I, I would think that, you know, you, you do that. I don't know what the extent. It didn't seem like that injury was anything, right? So, no. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I would have kind of made the change, too. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I would have. I think I would have just made you know, the change it, there. Patrick's an He's terrible. You know, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's, you know, look, what do you expect a 37-year-old journeyman to do when you're, when, when you're going garbage picking? I, I understand the situation. And I'm not totally blaming it. He is what he is. Our organization should have known better. I mean, this guy isn't gonna do anything for your organization. He's not the he's not the present. He's not the future. He's not the past. He's got to go. You know, when I when, when Rosen, I would have still got him first. No, How could he go? He should start a quarterback. They should have signed Who another quarterback. And got rid of. Him. You know. What, what what would you have done? When I brought Rosen, I would have got rid of him and got another quarterback, and I would have brought another younger guy in. It was what's the point? You well, know, who's the he, other younger guy? I mean, he's fine for a backup quarterback. Yeah. Who's the younger guy that you want to bring in to back him up? I mean, I can understand if you think you have somebody that might be actually the future. But if you don't, wouldn't you want a veteran like him to be a backup? No. Well, who do you want? I really don't want him on my team. I don't think it doesn't do any good for anybody, you know. I think maybe you could have traded him, too, after there was a couple injuries in training camp when when Luck retired. Maybe you could have held up somebody for a pick, you know? You could probably trade him right now with all the injuries. You could probably trade him right now. But the point is, who who do you want to back up? Look, I'm I'm just saying, it should be Rosen's job and just get another clown to back him up. Does it really matter? You know? If Rosen goes down, is it going to be any worse? You know, (laughs) 2011, I watched watched, uh, Cade McNown play again uh, Thursday night in person. I mean, you couldn't get any (laughs) worse than that. You know, Cade <laughs> McNown. I mean, there, there was no, there was no, there was no chance this guy was ever going to get a first down. That's how bad it was. Uh, yeah, the Cade McNown era. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, for one night, it was a one night show. It was like a Broadway show to close after one show. <laughs> <laughs> on that note and uh you know we'll, we'll we'll see i don't i don't think uh you know the dolphin quarterback situation is what it is i'll tell ryan fitzpatrick you ask for him no rich that's our show everybody we'll see you next week on the miami dolphins legend show Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. 
Took a beat on the northern plains and just roll that power off. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window alone. Didn't have to say a thing. 